1: This is the best time of the Curious Year year because this is the time that students send in their projects, their final year projects or their second or third year projects. These are students of radio who have to make small documentaries, short documentaries as part of their projects. And one of the first in this year is a man named Robert MacDonald who's done his project in DIT. Is it creative arts or journalism? Uh,
0: media arts, formerly media arts, now film and broadcasting. OK,
1: let's have a listen to your piece. It's called?
0: It's called Vinyl Fantasy.
1: Just to let you know, we're standing outside a record shop in Dublin at the back of the central bank that's about to close down. And why will become obvious when you have a listen to this.
2: It used to be a case of every week a new single would come into the house, and there were these little round plastic things that produced magic.
3: There's so many fond memories when I think of the vinyl record.
2: As soon as I was able and as soon as I was cognizant of the fact that you go into a shop and you can buy these things and make magic, I did. And I don't think I've ever thrown one away and that is the problem. But uh, for me, vinyl always has this certain warm sound uh, that combined with the packaging, the artwork, the whole deal, it was, it was perfection
3: for me. Everything to do with Um, the format, the gatefold album sleeves, the inlet, taking it out, the paper sleeves, the hole in the middle, everything. Just reminds me of, you know, why I got into music in the first place, the excitement of buying a new album and putting it on the deck and playing it.
2: When CD came in, I love the sound quality, I love the easy access of CD, but it never had the same magic, it never had the same oh, look at the front cover, look at the back cover, look at the gatefold. It It just was clean and was easy to use. And I swore there, there and then I said, no, I, I'm finished with vinyl. CD is so much easier. I'm just going to buy CDs from now on. And I did for a while. And vinyl more or less disappeared from shops. And over the last few years, I've noticed vinyl making a comeback into the shops, mostly into the second-hand shops. And of course, where I'd retrained my fingers to flick through CD racks, they found their old habits came back so easy. and I started to pick through albums in there.
3: My love for vinyl started off from as a kid listening to my mum and dad's record collection then eventually getting enough money to start buying my own um, raiding their seven inches scratching their seven inches <laughs> destroying their seven inches um he's like my old man has everything Buddy Holly has ever done on every single he's ever released the original versions me as a kid throwing them on a record deck dragging a needle across them you know Runa is, is his collection of music but yeah that's where I started it doesn't look like I'm going to stop anytime soon so
2: with the album a vinyl album, you had to make the decision to, I want to hear this one. And it wasn't just because I want to hear that track, I want to hear this album, or this side of this album. And you'd take it out and you put it on the deck and you start it, and you'd sit there. And you would make time to listen to that album. Maybe not in its entirety, because you only, made, only play side one or side two, but it's not a case of throwing it on a CD or playing play on your iPod or whatever and just listening to a track or a shuffle of tracks. You made a conscious decision to listen to a type of music. And you'd have to make the time for it.
3: We skip the the illegal downloading of music has meant that um, the value of the actual recorded piece uh, is reduced to nothing. And particularly among, amongst a certain age group, just... They're so informed, it's so easy for them to get their hands on the zip file with all the MP3s in it. That, that you know, it doesn't cost anybody anything anymore. Um, therefore, sort of a lot of the value has been removed. Off.
2: I remember the first time, Abbey Road by the Beatles. And side one is a con- conventional enough Beatles album. Songs. You put on side two and it starts with Here Comes the Sun. And then it goes off into, you know, me- melodies and little snippets of songs. You know, She Came In Through the Bathroom Window, Maxwell Silver Hammer. You know, incredible. Just strung together. Track after track after track after track. After track. And then it finishes, and it's a whole experience. And for for years, I just love that whole thing of putting out an album and listening and getting the whole vibe of it. I think a lot of bands have, have lost the whole skill of structuring an album where a CD will contain 70 minutes of music.
3: Why fill it? you'll see it um, with most most major releases now there are probably three big singles that are designed for unit shifting and then there's a lot of filler a lot of filler and like these a lot of the huge stadium acts it's like huge overly produced um, radio versions or like radio singles and then the rest of the album then is just to pad out, getting the, the, the 14 or 12 euro, whatever it is, off you t- t- to move CDs.
2: One thing I always loved about record shops was, and I suppose it goes back to vinyl as well, was the whole physicality of it. Um, it used to be, back in Dublin, there were certain record shops, independent shops you could go to. And it wasn't just a case of having that bag under your arm. Sometimes you did away with the bag so you could hold the album under your arm so you could say, look how cool I am I've just bought this you know and it wasn't that it, they were places just to buy music they were places to share music as well because you, you, you used to build a relationship with the guy behind the counter and I know because I became that guy behind the counter for a stage and you used to get people coming in saying what's this like what's that like guys just pulling vinyl off the racks and saying I love the cover what's the album like and yeah have a listen put it on
3: uh, this is Rich from Tri Records in the Georgia Street Arcade Definitely, yeah. Um, We've seen, um, like, there's there's been about 100% um, increase in vinyl sales in the past three years. Um, It's basically because whenever there's a trend say, MP3s and stuff like that, there's always an anti-trend, so so to speak, where people just want to actually hold music again and and not just have it on a device. It's the whole ritual, really, of of vinyl, you know. There's so many different parts of it that are so enjoyable for, for different people, which is why, you know, it's thousand times better than than digital music where you just download it from some place you don't even know there's no social interaction there's nothing
0: I
2: sometimes
3: use music like a diary like some people use a diary Um, a certain album will take me back to a certain year Um, it'll remind me of when I was listening to that particular album or that music, what was going on in my life and stuff like that. That, That's the thing about, about an actual record is that it's always there for you to go back to it.
1: was Vinyl Fantasy, a final year radio project for Robert MacDonald who's a student in DIT in Dublin and we're standing outside a place called Comet Records which is a record shop in Dublin which is about to close down, it's at the back of the central bank. Robert, who
0: were the three people that you talked to there in that piece? The first person you heard there was Pat James he's a kind of a veteran of Dublin music scene, he has an enormous collection of records in the thousands The second you heard was Jonathan Byrne, who would go by Berno and would be known quite well in Galway as a uh, club DJ. And the last person you heard there just before the end was Richard Beardsworth, who works in Trout Records in the George Street Arcade and does a bit of DJing around Dublin as well.
1: They made the point there about the social side of being in a record shop, of flicking through vinyl and talking to people. What's replaced that now for people?
0: Well, people will always share music, but I know with my friends when... I'd want to turn them on to a certain song or they'd want to, you know, recommend a band to me. It would generally be done over social networking like Facebook. You'd just get a YouTube link sent to you. There's good and bad things about that. You're still interacting socially, but not in person. You know, when there was vinyl in the 60s and 70s, people would say to each other, you know, why don't you come over? I got the new Bowie record or whatever. We'll sit down and have a listen to it. If you said that to someone now, they'd look at you like you had three heads like you wouldn't say oh I just downloaded the new Strokes album. why don't you come over and uh, we'll have a listen you just kind of lost out a little bit on that social interaction that was more focused upon the music itself Who was the most interesting person you met in a record shop? I met a man just two or three days ago in Ranala in a second hand shop there and he told me a story about his wife sent him off to buy a lawnmower at an auction many years ago and He went off, but instead of coming back with a lawnmower, he came back with a crate of uh, 7,000 singles. Is he still married? (laughs) As far as I know, he is. He'll have to be your next Curious Ear. Thanks very much, Robert. Thank you.